I'm Toby Leary from Cape Gunworks. I'm passionate about all things Second Amendment. While I love to shoot... Going hot. There is so much more to guns than just pulling the trigger. A free and armed society is a responsible and self-reliant one. Join us to talk all things guns, freedom, and self-defense. It isn't just about being armed. It's about being responsibly armed. So load and make ready. This is Rapid Fire. Welcome to Rapid Fire, your 2A Talk uh, radio show that is a weekly show sponsored by Vortex Optics and the USCCA. Make sure you tune in each week at rapidfireradio.us to join the conversation. And now you can call or text the Rapid Fire line, 508-444-2120, any time of the day or night when we're live. If we're not live, you can record a message that we will play on the air. And like and subscribe on all of our social media platform or all the social media platforms that you visit. Our handle is at Cape Gunworks and at Rapid Fire Radio, all one word. <clears throat> so it's been a busy uh, couple of weeks here since the Pinocchio Award winner, Michael S. Day, has uh, backstabbed and... Uh, basically gone back on his word that there was no agenda behind the listening tour, which was, there was 11 stops along the way of, of the gun mass gun law listening tour that he headed up at the behest of speaker Mariano. And so at the end of all this, and I was, I think stop number eight or seven, the one I participated in and he told us that there's nothing on the table. There's really no agenda here. There's uh, everything is kind of up for debate. And then all of a sudden, as soon as the listening tour ends, there's a hundred and forty page um, omnibus bill that gets released, which was obviously already written when he was conducting this listening tour. Um, but the this omnibus has everybody's head spinning. Uh, so there are many sections to this bill uh, and 141 pages. Uh, we've talked about this already at, at length on the show, um, reclassifying assault rifle to assault style firearm, which is basically any semi-automatic rifle with a detachable magazine and one additional feature. And they've added some features from the 94 assault weapons ban. So what what his bill is called is uh, a bill to modernize gun laws and uh, or the Gun Modernization Act. And Gun Owners Action League calls it the Lawful Citizen Imprisonment Act, which I think is more appropriate because... There is no way that any gun owner in this state who has been in this state for any length of time could possibly comply with this this omnibus. Now, I think that part of this is the fact that um, they are pushing all their chips into the middle. 
It's the red herring approach. Basically throw everything in the kitchen sink at this so that when it's pared down a little bit in committee, you know, there's going to be some people that are going to say this goes a little too far. We can't restrict people's ability to carry a gun on private property unless it's posted or unless they have uh, written permission. So let's throw that out. They might throw that out. They might throw out the fact that people like myself who are up in arms, no pun intended, about the fact that no one under the age of 15 will be able to shoot a firearm. And my daughter, who's 14, is probably more experienced than most adults when it comes to firearms. She's been shooting since she was six or seven years old. She's shot competitively. She's been trained competitively and uh, has shot matches at local rod and gun clubs, sanctioned matches uh, against 40, 50, 60-year-old guys who've been doing this for 40 years, 30 years, 20 years. And uh, they are thoroughly impressed with her gun handling skills, her accuracy, her um, her abilities, and her competency around a firearm. Now, she's 14. She would not be able to fire a gun in the state of Massachusetts if this law passed. Um, there's a lot of things that people would not be able to do. However, I'm going to say it here. It's not the first place I've said it, but I'm going to say right now, I will not be complying with any provision in this bill. Not uh, not Section 49 of the bill, which mandates serializing feeding devices. Um, not assemb- not uh, obtaining a serial number from the state prior to assembling a gun. Um, any privately made gun must comply with all state and federal safety regulations. So you're telling me that if I privately make a gun, that I obtain a serial number from the state, I need to uh, make sure that it meets the EOPS rep and the regulations and the approved weapons roster? I don't think so. That is not going to happen. Mandatory reporting the manner in which production will take place including whether an assembly kit or additive manufacturing will be utilized. So they want to know if I'm using a polymer 80 kit or if I'm 3D printing it. Um, Oh, and by the way, registration requirements will not apply to law enforcement. So I will not be uh, complying with Section 49 or 54, which uh, there's a new term of judicial stay on applications whatever that means, maintains license ratification or uh, suspension uh, for not reporting changes of address within 30 days. That is unbelievable. Uh, Mandates providing licenses to law enforcement if you are outside of your own property, even if you don't own or possess a gun. So if you're stopped on the street, you don't own or have a gun on you, and you're stopped by a police officer, you must produce your license to carry or FID card? I don't think so. That's not happening. This is not Nazi Germany where they can stop you and say, papers, papers, please, please produce your papers. I'm not going to comply. Sorry. This isn't a thing that makes this uh, state safer in any way, shape, or form. By the way, if you look at all this, every section of this bill. There's nothing on here that is going to work towards making our streets safer 
in any way, shape, or form. Why do? Why is that? Do you say? Why is that? You say? Well, because the people that would be trying to comply with all this aren't the people you need to be worrying about. You need to worry about the people who are stealing guns, who are robbing people on the street, who are uh, illegally purchasing guns on the black market, are felons or violent criminals who are out on the street, either on their personal recognizance or on low bail or under uh, some deferment program. These are the people you need to be worrying about and watching. And instead of like making the most violent criminal element of our state have to go to jail for longer periods of time, which would make our streets safer, oh no. Nope. We're going to point the gun at the responsible, peaceful, gun-owning population of Massachusetts. After all, it's only 10% of our population. So... Therefore, a very small number comparatively to the non-gun-owning population. We'll talk about this on the other side. If you don't have your gun license, believe it or not, you got to ask permission in this state. But we have regularly scheduled LTC classes, including ladies-only classes and couples classes. So sign up at capegunworks.com. And I'm Toby Leary. We'll be right back. This is Rapid Fire. personal protection has never been more popular than it is today. The USCCA can help fortify your home, sharpen your awareness, and develop your defensive plan. Go to uscca.co forward slash rapid fire to sign up. Your family's safety and security is your responsibility. Go to uscca.co forward slash rapid fire to sign up for a USCCA membership and get special training, legal advice, and legal protection you and your family need. Vortex offers the very best optics specifically made for shooters with rugged construction designed for extreme environments. Vortex Optics build quality ensures accurate, reliable, and repeatable performance every time you squeeze the trigger. Add fully multi-coated lenses and nitrogen purging, and you have a quality optic with an extremely reasonable price tag. That is the Vortex difference. Come into Cape Gunworks to see the full line of Vortex Optics today. Welcome back. Toby Leary, you're listening to Rapid Fire, 508-444-2120 is the phone number. If you want to be on the phone today, I'm happy to talk to you. Uh, We have a poll up on Twitter and at rapidfireradio.us. It is, what is the most shocking part of the proposed HD 4420? Is it that it bans most semi-autos? Is it restricting carry to private property only? Is it that no one under 15 can shoot? Is it the extensive training requirement, which is also administered now by the state police, if this passes? Uh, You can vote in the poll at rapidfireradio.us or go to the Twitter page, uh, rapidfireradio, all one word, and uh, search it up on Twitter. 
The results so far are 100% that it bans most semi-autos. I agree that is probably the most, um, the most offensive part of it, um, but we'll, we'll see. Last week we had Will New Gun Regulations proposed in Massachusetts Bill HD 4420 be ratified, and we had uh, 27% said yes, 50% yes, but not in its current form. 22% said no. So um, 22% of you are optimistic that this dies in committee. And I think that there is some hope of that. Um, I'm not as optimistic as the other 22%. I probably am in the 50%, but not in this current form. I think they're going to flesh it out, or, or should I say strip away some of the more egregious parts of this bill. Um the bill hit a little bit of a roadblock. This is a speed bump, folks, uh, so don't get your hopes up. But um, the Senate did not concur with the House when Michael Day's office uh, wanted this bill in his co-chaired uh, House Judiciary Committee. He wanted it to be his baby. It's his bill, and he wanted it debated in his uh, committee, but the Senate is like, hey, we have hundreds of gun bills right now. They all go through the Public Safety Committee, so that's where this one's going to go. And there's a little back and forth there. And I've heard that they've finally uh, agreed to let it go to the Public Safety Committee, but I haven't found a story about that. Maybe if someone listening knows the truth of that matter, they could uh, go ahead and drop a link in there. I'd be happy to read about it read it. Um, but anyway, uh, the bottom line is, um, it will be debated it, there will be a hearing on it and there's going to be public hearings, of course. So, uh, Michael Day's office has put aside or requested the, um, the, what is it? The, uh, um, I forget what the name of the room is, the hearing room, but it's the largest hearing room in uh, in the state house. Uh, so he's planning on having uh, the largest, uh, you know, group here of of uh, people coming to talk about it. So this is something that is really important um, to to visit. However, this is theater. Um, this isn't going to change anybody's mind, but I promise you, everybody's going to show up from the other side. All the moms demand action, all the uh, Bloomberg groups, the Brady groups, all the um, gun grabbers in the state, um, everybody you know who feels that um, this bill should pass will be there in force. And that for that reason, we have to put on a huge show of force as well. Um, and the the best way to do this would be to have try to get together and have our message not be all exactly the same, that like we're all standing up reading form letters, but have someone stand up and read uh, of a well-written, well-crafted statement. It's all going to be three minutes or less um, about, the, you know, one section of this bill. So we each take a section and we each research it and, and go over it on how it would affect the responsible, peaceful citizens of Massachusetts negatively and how it will do nothing to make our streets safer. That is the best way for us to attack this bill, if you will. 
in the hearing. So uh, we're going to try and figure out how to do that. We're going to try and organize and get together. I've also try, started to try to organize some of the uh, gun dealers in the state. Um, we don't have a trade organization in the state, unfortunately. Hopefully, that's going to change. We're going to have to we're going to have to do that because it is very important to get everybody on the same page. I have gone out on the limb and uh, said that I am willing to, you know, be the example, if you will. I'm not going to comply. So if that means I get arrested in my store or get arrested for noncompliance of anything with this bill, if it passes, so be it. But I'm hoping to not just be the idiot on the hill dancing, that hopefully it starts a movement of other people joining in and saying, hey, um, I'm also not going to comply. So you can arrest me. You can take away my freedom. But the problem with that is uh, we will file lawsuits. We will fight back. We will uh, come at you with every legal possible way we can. And uh, so my hope is to get enough people on board in the uh, in the uh, FFL world that will also make a statement like that. Uh, we got Chris on the line. Go ahead, Chris. You're first up on Rapid Fire. Hey, Toby. It's uh, KP from the chat. How's it going, man? Good. How you doing, KP? Good. Um, so I hope you don't mind. I'm not going to try to monopolize or anything, but I just, I need a couple of minutes. I, uh, a lot of, a lot of Wednesdays I listen to your show and 45 minutes later, you know, I'm thinking like I should really call in today and then the whole show's over and your second hour, you usually have a guest. So I never, I never get around to it. So I've had, you know, an hour's worth of stuff swimming around in my head for the past two months. But this, um, this bill, um, everyone that's listening right now, um, you know, pardon the expression, but get off your asses. Um, I sent, I sent emails. I know an email is just an email, but I sent an email to, uh, my Senator, uh, Susan Moran yesterday, um, automated reply, about what I expected. Um, I, I sent, I sent an email to, uh, my representative, uh, Matt Moratori, um, happens to live in my neighborhood. Um, I don't know him personally, but he's usually very responsive. Um, on top of that, um, you know, you, you vote with your wallet, right? And I sent, I sent money to GOA. I sent money to, I'm already a member of gold, but I sent them more yesterday. SAF, FTC, like everybody I could think of. I'm already a lifetime member of the NRA and they're, you know, say what you want about them. But, um, you know, pe- people need to act. You can't, you can't wait for everybody else to do the heavy lifting. Um, Toby can't do it himself. Um, Jared can't do it himself. He's in Tennessee now, you know? Um, people really need to take this serious or they're going to try to take everything. Um, you know, it's been, it's been bad enough in Massachusetts for so long. Um, you know, we, we need to do something, you know, bug, bug them, call them, call their office, uh, send them emails, show up at the hearing. Um, you can you can go to the state house just like everybody else. I've 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 been there. I've spent many days and many hours there on completely different um, you know matters, labor related. But um, those doors are always open. You know you can you can go up and down the hallway and you can walk in. Excuse me, do you have a minute? And you can talk to any one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, they won't always listen, but 
I mean, people, it's, I don't know. You can't, you can't just sit back and hope that it goes away. It's, this is not the time to be an ostrich and just bury your head in the sand and, and say, oh, well, you know, growing, so it doesn't matter. It does matter. It, it's going to take time and money, uh, you know, probably years worth of court battles to overturn this when they pass whatever, whatever version of this finally goes through. Something's going through. You know it. I know it. Everybody knows it. Um, Maura Healy probably wrote this bill when she was still the attorney general. And she, she handed it to this, this Michael Day, um, who, I don't know, I don't, <laughs> say any like what's really on my mind about him, but right. I'm just I'm just try, I'm just trying to call because I want people to I want people to hear it in my voice the urgency of this. Don't sit back and just wait for someone else to do it. Everybody needs to work at this. Yeah, so, that's a great that's, point, that's, KP. No, I appreciate that, man, and uh, thanks for the call. Uh, you're a hundred percent right. If and guess what? It's working. Um, the the phone lines have been lit up. And uh, my state rep has told me that it is working. They are hearing an overwhelming amount of, from an overwhelming am- amount of people in this state. Tell your friends, tell your members at the local gun club, tell all your family, tell your, uh, you know, even people who aren't gun owners that uh, are supportive of their rights should be calling the their state reps and their state senators and saying, listen, we will not tolerate this. Number one, we won't comply. Number two, it's unlawful. It is an unlawful, unconstitutional. uh, So I want to get to a story. We're going to do this on the other side of the break, Um, but I'm kind of jumping the shark here. But Michael Day's office has used the excuse that this is, lawful basically what he's doing and it's just it's just um streamlining or modernizing our massachusetts laws and the reason they had to do it was because of bruin because our laws weren't compliant the the supreme court told them basically your law the state of massachusetts laws aren't compliant so what did they do and this really is the essence of the poll question They didn't double down. They didn't triple down. They didn't quadruple down. They have gone off to the 10th power of unconstitutional laws. And we'll get into this on the other side. Uh, Take a one-on-one lesson, though. If If you have never taken a lesson on the safe and efficient handling of a firearm... Get one-on-one instruction tailored to you. We have lessons for pistol, rifle, shotgun. Test out different guns. Go to capegunworks.com slash privates. We also have small group lessons coming soon. So you and a couple of friends can can take a small group. So we will be right back. You're listening to Rapid Fire. I'm Toby Lear. Too hard to leave shots like these to chance. Now you never have to compromise performance again. Federal Premium Heavy Bismuth hits ducks and upland birds with 9.6 gram per cubic centimeter pellets sourced from Heavy Shot. 22% denser than steel. More energy downrange. Launched by the Flight Control Flex Wad, Heavy Bismuth patterns consistently and is safe in all shotguns. Loaded in the USA by Federal Ammunition.
Welcome back to Rapid Fire, your weekly show all things guns, freedom, Second Amendment, and self-defense. I'm Toby Leary, your host, and I'm glad you're here. So, as promised, we're going to talk about, uh, we're going to get into the substance of this bill a little bit, an act modernizing firearms laws, or as uh, Gun Owners Action League likes to call it, the uh, Lawful Citizens Imprisonment Act. Um I call it the gun apocalypse bill because really they sat there and brainstormed in a think tank. So what can we do to restrict our citizens' rights to keep and bear arms? And everything they could possibly think of went into this bill. So um, including, you know, so-called extreme risk protection orders, which we already have in this state. So I don't understand. Are you acknowledging that the ones we have don't work? And so, therefore, we got to try harder at them and make them mandated. That's because I think that's the essence of the extreme risk protection order. Now, the onus is on you, Joe Citizen, if you don't act and somebody who you knew could have been a threat to themselves or others goes out and does something bad, maybe they can come at you. I don't know. But that's the only logical way I can read it as a result of this. But. Um, there was an article on Fox 25 News, as I mentioned, uh, which is almost laughable, but um, let's, are you good? So let's play cut one, the, the first cut there. One year after the Supreme Court struck down the concealed carry law in Massachusetts, Representative Michael Day introduced House Bill 4420, an act modernizing firearm laws. There can be no dispute that gun violence is on the rise, certainly around the country, but even here in Massachusetts where we have great laws. The bill rewrites licensing procedures, revamps regulations for training and selling firearms, and expands extreme risk protection orders, also known as red flag laws. It also So play that, play that again one more time if you can. Uh, this is unbelievable to me because he acknowledges that the gun control laws that we have, even in this state, aren't working. Certainly around the country, but even here in Massachusetts where we have great laws. The bill rewrites licensing procedures. So hold it right there. So here's the proposal to make us safer in Massachusetts. Rewriting the existing gun laws for what? Play that again. And selling firearms and expands extreme risk protection orders, also known as red flag laws. So it also so uh, selling training requirements and red flag laws. Those are basically, in essence, what they're saying is going to make us safer. Let's back up a little bit. There is not a criminal on earth <laughs> that is worried about training requirements for your license to carry. There's not a criminal on earth that is going to be affected by this ridiculous regulation that they're going to put on gun dealers by requiring UPS and FedEx to have guns locked up by a safety device that is approved by the colonel of the state police before it can be driven into this state. How is that making us safer? How is... Restrictions put on gun dealers making us safer. We know that the people who are committing violence with a firearm in our inner cities and in, in our towns across the state aren't buying guns at gun stores. They are buying them on the black market. 
and the extensive training requirements that, you know, this live fire training and active shooter training and de-escalation training, all that's great idea. But guess what? It shouldn't be government mandated for me to exercise my right to keep and bear arms. Unless you're going to require laws or regulations be put on every other right, then this is unconstitutional. Read the Bruin decision. So he starts off this segment by saying, a year ago when the Bruin decision came out and found that Massachusetts laws were unconstitutional, it started Michael Day at the behest of Ron Mariano to go out and do this listening tour and start his listening tour so that we could get this act modernizing firearms um, to, to basically fix things that aren't constitutional. Well, as I said before the break, this isn't a doubling or a tripling or a quadrupling down on bad law. This is to the power of 10, probably at least that. 140 pages of bad law. Instead of cleaning up the things they got wrong, like, hey, we can no longer use an interest-balancing approach for categorical bans on guns per Heller and per Bruin. So for that reason, we got to get rid of our roster. we got to get rid of the Attorney General's regulations because they're obviously unconstitutional. No, they went the other direction. And they said, we're going to just ban a whole category of firearms, which is exactly what happened after Heller. Dick Heller went to the Supreme Court because D.C. banned handguns, a categorical ban on handguns. And that is basically what I see in this bill. From what I can read, unless someone can point to me language that this doesn't apply, it categorically bans handguns, revolvers or pistols, because they have to have smart gun technology going forward, and they categorically ban semi-automatic rifles. If it has a detachable magazine, and it's got one additional feature. So there's a few guns that I'd still be able to sell, like the California edition of the M1A or the, uh, you know, the, the highly neutered version of the uh, Ruger Mini 14, Mini 30, um, the Ruger PC carbine with a Monte Carlo stock. But it all depends on what your definition of barrel shroud is. Because if a stock that goes out in front of the barrel or the action of the gun and keeps your hand from being burnt by holding the Monte Carlo stock, that's technically a barrel shroud, is it not? And so does that make every semi-automatic ban? So this leaves more questions than answers, number one. Number two, um, what is the enforcement of this bill going to look like? So when you say every semi-automatic rifle that was sold after September 13th, 1994 is now banned, what does that mean? What does that look like? Does that mean you're going to have your uh, assault-style weapon turn-in day at the local police department? Is, does this mean you're going to have to register them as a certain type of assault-style weapon and pay a fee and be you know, given some sort of uh, special permission slip from your local government? Doesn't say. Does this mean we have to worry about no-knock warrants at 4 and 5 in the morning where 
Uh, they know you have it because of mass registration uh, laws. And now we have to live in fear that the government is going to come under the uh, shroud of darkness at the end of guns and threaten us with government cages. Is that what the enforcement of this is going to be? Are they going to stack up on 600,000 gun owners' houses in, in this state? Are they going to stack up on 600 and something federally licensed gun dealers in this state? Because obviously if this bill passes in the way it's currently configured, it will put hundreds of thousands of people in violation of the law. And there's ex post facto laws. There's the Fifth Amendment where nobody can be deprived of property without due process. So are you saying that you're going to come and take our guns, our uh, constitutionally protected Second Amendment uh, right to keep and bear arms, are you going to take that without due process? You're going to tell us to turn them in or register them or pay a fee or get a permission slip for something that is constitutionally protected and that Heller said that is under common and ordinary use and that Bruin said cannot be subject to a two-step interest-balancing approach, that it has to be looked at in strict scrutiny of text as advised by tradition and history as of 1791. I think the Second Amendment is brilliantly written, and I don't think it needs much help. In fact, one of the longest parts of it is shall not be infringed. And that alone should show that (laughs) there's a lot of work to do here to get our rights back to where shall not be infringed applies. And I think we had a great discussion with uh, Mark Smith from the Four Boxes Diner about about this very subject. If you missed that episode, you want to go back on rapidfireradio.us and look at that uh, because he's a Second Amendment uh, uh, I'm sorry, a, a, a Supreme Court bar member and understands high-level law as it promo- as it applies to the Second Amendment. Unlike probably many other pundits out there that I listen to, uh, he is probably one of the best experts on the subject. And he even points out where courts get, the, get it wrong. And he says he provides this evidence and this basic understanding of the law to us to make us the smartest people in the room, including if we're in the room with lawyers and judges. And he's 100% true. All you have to do is go back and listen to the oral arguments of uh, what happened up in Illinois in the, I think that's the third district, if I'm not remember, third circuit, if I, if I can, if I'm correct, I might be mistaken on that. But uh, their whole uh, assault weapons ban that was in the in that on banc panel of I think it was district court or I don't remember if it was the uh, the Third Circuit Court of Appeals, but the questions they were asking both sides proves that the judges themselves don't understand how the law is applied to firearms and how it's been applied under this interest balancing approach for far too long. And like Justice Thomas, who they're attacking nonstop right now, said. It is not a second class or it is not a, it has become a disfavored right, but it is not a second class right. 
Do you have the knowledge you need to save a life in bleeding emergency? Our Stop the Bleed class will give you the training you need in an emergency situation when professionals have not yet arrived. Help uh, check the calendar to capegunworks.com for the class on Sunday and get in this class. It is life-saving information that you need. We'll be right back. You're listening to Rapid Fire. I'm Toby Lee. firearm for personal protection has never been more popular than it is today. The USCCA can help fortify your home, sharpen your awareness, and develop your defensive plan. Go to uscca.co forward slash rapid fire to sign up. Your family's safety and security is your responsibility. Go to uscca.co forward slash rapid fire to sign up for a USCCA membership and get special training, legal advice, and legal protection you and your family need. Vortex offers the very best optics specifically made for shooters with rugged construction designed for extreme environments. Vortex Optics build quality ensures accurate, reliable, and repeatable performance every time you squeeze the trigger. Add fully multi-coated lenses and nitrogen purging, and you have a quality optic with an extremely reasonable price tag. That is the Vortex difference. Come into Cape Gunworks to see the full line of Vortex Optics today. Toby from Rapid Fire Radio here and I'm glad to tell you it's time for the Rapid Fire Gun of the Week and you can see from this aged to perfection Polytech box that there's something really special in here and we have one of the legend underfolders with all the goodies we got the uh, owner's manual the original uh, warning labels uh, still in the original wrapper. We got the bayonet. Uh, got the three magazines, the flat bag uh, Polytech mags with it. It's the oil can, the sling, and you get a little bonus on this because you got the original sling that came with it in the box, the oil can, cleaning kit, and you get the same Comblock sling already installed on it because the guy who owned this just wanted to do that. So. You get that. So this is the Legend Underfolder AK-47S, unfired and just absolutely gorgeous in all its glory. Uh, so this is the top of the food chain, pinnacle of all the AKs. And as an added bonus, because it's a true pre-band, you can own this even if Gunpocalypse 2023 passes. So if you want a gun that you won't have to turn in or worry about them stacking up at your door if you buy, this is the gun right here and for a very limited time it's our rapid fire gun of the week so if you use discount code GOW on the website you'll get a very special savings on this gun which is really rare on such a cool gun so anyway I just wanted to bring the, your attention to this gun super cool in all its glory and its pre-band configuration and it is a legend a polytech legend to be exact so thanks for tuning in and we'll see you on rapid fire So check that out on our rapidfireradio.us webpage and click on Gun of the Week and scroll down and use discount code GOW. You got a week to get that at a special discount um, because that gun should never be discounted, but I think it's too cool to not share with everybody. 
Um, something interesting I just came across on MassLegislature.gov uh, in the clerk's office, and when you look at the Senate and uh, Mass Legislature's joint calendar, there's actually this. This explains a lot to me. This explains a ton of you know when people are saying, "How do they come off?" You know, doing this kind of thing. Well, listen to this. This is a proposal for legislative amendment to the Constitution relative to the oaths and affirmations for public office. A majority of all the members elected to the Senate and House of Representatives in joint session hereby declares. So this is a majority, okay? Hereby declares it to be expedient to alter the Constitution by the adoption of the following article of amendment to the end that it may become part of the Constitution, if similarly agreed to in a joint session of the next general court and approved by the people at the state election next following. This is the article of amendment. They want to change the oath of office or and change their oath of office to this. Article Six of the amendments to the Constitution is hereby amended by striking out in the third paragraph and inserting in place thereof the following paragraph, provided that when any person shall decline taking said oath, the person shall make an affirmation in the foregoing form, omitting the word swear and inserting instead thereof the word affirm. Sounds like semantics, doesn't it? Well, it's not. And omitting the words, so help me God, and subjoining instead thereof the words, this I do under the pains and penalty of perjury. They don't want to swear an oath, so help me God, anymore. They want to affirm under the pains and penalty of perjury. I think that explains a lot of what we're looking at in the legislature right now in the state of Massachusetts. Tell us what you think. Call or text 508-444-2120. And don't forget, G-O-W for the gun of the week is the code. Go to rapidfireradio.us and click on the gun of the week. I'll be right back. I'm Toby Leary. Welcome to Personal Defense Network. For years, we've been the Internet's leading destination for high-quality information on equipment, training, and your preparation for personal or home defense. Our videos are meant for those who are serious about enhancing their ability to use efficient techniques to survive a dynamic critical incident. But now we've stepped things up even higher. We've added hours of high-quality training videos just for our premium members. This content takes the body of work that is the Personal Defense Network up to an even higher level. Our goal with the Personal Defense Network is simple. Provide you with the highest quality video learning tips that are available. You'll find them inside of the premium membership. All you have to do is choose how to get started, and I'll see you on the inside. Welcome back to Rapid Fire, a weekly show all things guns, freedom, Second Amendment, and self-defense. And this week's winner is Lawrence B. Look for an email from us. You win the tick tubes, the tick control tubes from Thermacell here at Cape Gunworks. We're going to get those to you. Just give us a call and uh, come on down and check them out. Uh, This week we're giving away, and I'm rocking it right now. I'm modeling it for all of you. The front has this nice, crispy, gray and black Cape Gunworks logo. And the back has uh, the 
Lincoln Operator. So it's got a modern... You want to talk about a modernization act? This is a modernization of uh, one of the best presidents ever, Abraham Lincoln. In in full kit, uh, it says, The Second Amendment shall not be infringed. Very simple message. And uh, I think that's how Honest Abe would look if he lived in this day and age. I think uh, that's an accurate Ah! representation. So, if you want that free T-shirt, we got them in many, many sizes. So, uh, go ahead and register at rapidfireradio.us to sign up and win. Go to rapidfireradio.us, scroll down a bit and enter the contest. We'll pull the winner on next week's show. And by the way, this week's discount code is HD4420. Can you tell we're trying to uh, worm this into your ear hole? Uh, HD4420 is this week's discount code. And you know what? I'm not much of an alarmist type of guy. I don't say, go, you got to run out and buy whatever you want to buy right now. However, I don't know what it's going to look like after this bill passes. Because I, even though I'm willing to sell guns that are going to be banned in this future bill, I don't know if I'll be able to get them. Because UPS and FedEx might not deliver guns. I don't know if any distributor or manufacturer is going to be putting uh, trigger locks that are approved by the Colonel of the State Police on the guns at the factory or in their warehouses before FedEx and UPS picks them up and delivers them here. I have a feeling I'm going to have to load up the Cape Gunworks vehicle and send it out to SIG or send it out to CAM4 or send it out to you know, one of our other distributors that are somewhat local and take possession of the guns and drive them in ourselves uh, because I, I can't see any other way around this. So anyway, um, let's jump on the chat. I want to answer some of the questions. It's been, it's been going, uh, going wild. Um, LARP is saying, with all due respect, Toby, why should any of us even stay in mass? Let the savages have it like California. I'm planning on moving out over the next two years the problem is, and you know what? I'm not telling anyone you have to stay. Believe me, I get it. It's way easier to move to a gun-friendly state, maybe even just across the line in New Hampshire. Frankly, you got the same kind of demographic. You got the same kind of uh, four seasons. You got uh, better roads, better schools, and uh, yep, you're going to pay higher property tax, but guess what? There's no income tax. There's no sales tax. And you can buy whatever gun you want. And you don't need to ask for a permission slip in order to exercise your constitutionally protected rights. I get it. But there's those of us who really can't do that. I just can't up and move my whole operation. I can't up and move my family, my house, my friends, my church, my, uh, my extended family. I could go out and be alone and make new friends and find a new church and find new schools for my kids and make all that happen. I could. And maybe that is the smart thing to do. But honestly, I have too much vested here to make that happen. So if you're easy, um, if you're easy to, if it's easy enough to pull up stakes and move and that's going to be a mental health break for you, I get it. And I applaud you, and I'm secretly jealous 
Um, but it's going to be uh, for the, hell for the rest of us who have to stay here and fight with less people to do it, as it is less than 10% of the population of Massachusetts actually uh, own guns in this state. But All right, we got a call. Uh, Brooke, you're next on Rapid Fire. Go ahead, Brooke. Hey, Toby. It's Brooke Cheney from a great start shooting school. Nice to talk to you. Nice to talk to you, too, Brooke. Thanks so much for calling. Um, as a out-of-state Massachusetts fiscal permit holder, my question to you is, and my thought is, shouldn't we all be writing into the Mass State Legislature as well? Due to the fact that even though I don't live in Mass, I live in your lovely neighboring state of Connecticut, that I too should write in because all of the changes will affect me as well. And I'm actually considering coming up to testify against it as well. Yeah, that would be... What do you think? I think that's very wise input, and I'm glad you called with that, Brooke, because it does affect people who are not residents of the state. If you want to travel into the state, you must have... um, a gun that is approved by the state and uh, you have to be licensed. But then I think they're doing away with the non-resident license. So I don't know how that works. And uh, oh, really? yeah, it's, it's really interesting. The, the wording of this uh, bill. And I honestly um, haven't read through the whole 140 pages yet, but I have seen some very confusing uh, language in there that you must be licensed in order to travel through the state. This would be in violation of federal law, which is, got safe passage in all 50 states they're actually trying they're actually trying to say that you can't even drive a gun through the state if it's not on the approved weapons roster or or uh you know registered in the state it's ridiculous so i don't know how that works but i think you're 100 percent correct in that if it's going to affect you because you live in a neighboring state that you should absolutely uh write the I would write the speaker and also Michael Day's office, call them, and also uh, the speaker's office, as well as the Senate, because that's something that people aren't thinking about. But I know they just want to keep guns from coming into the state altogether. But, uh, yeah, as much help as we can get, we'd appreciate the heavy lifting from from you, Brooke, in Connecticut, and certainly uh, to testify at the hearing when it's public. And then can I, can I ask a second question Absolutely. since I'm here? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right. I am a brand new mass firearms instructor as well. And so I, I think that there are people that teach the mass all over Connecticut, Rhode Island, New Hampshire, all of that. Um, I would think that we also, as instructors, would also want to write in yeah. because I haven't looked at the bill myself at all yet. But since you've already looked over it, is there stuff regarding training in the bill? Yes, there is. There's the. It will now be administered by the state police. Well, it always had the the curriculum has always been approved by the state police. So when you became a mass instructor, you agreed to teach one of the approved curriculums, right? Well, yeah. They're going to rewrite the curriculum, and the state police will now issue the certificate, unlike the instructor. So you'll have to comply with the new curriculum that will be written by the state police. And then they will issue the certificate instead of you, and they will tell you what the curriculum is and what you have to teach, uh, which is just unbelievable. But there's going to be all kinds of new training requirements, including live fire and including uh, active shooter training and de-escalation training. So I don't know what any of that looks like. And I heard that the state police is was a little miffed 
because they hadn't been consulted on any of this. It just got rolled out in Michael Day's bill that is going to now require them to, they'll have to hire hundreds of new people just to deal with that. So it's, yeah, it's, it's a, sounds a lot like Connecticut because I know from talking to our state police and our, our, our directors that they're all just like, they make up this stuff and they don't ask anybody how they're actually going to execute any of it. Right. So I yeah. think that's a super thing to talk about in if you're going to write in testimony is like, hey, who's actually going to carry out any of this work? Yeah, no, I agree 100%. And uh, that's something that is very interesting that you point out is that how a bill in mass that obviously designed to affect mass residents, how it has the ripple effect to all the people throughout the country, really, um, not even just our neighboring states. But yeah, it's and it, and nobody really knows what it looks like when it is all implemented. So thanks so much for the call, Brooke. We will definitely have to get you on the show for an extended uh, interview uh, because you're doing a lot of great work out there and uh, keep up the great work. Thanks so much. Um, So yeah, it's going to be interesting what, what happens. uh, You know, there's so many questions. The only thing that is, uh, not a question and what is happening on a daily basis is the amount of representatives that are signing on to this bill. It is now up to, uh, well over 25, uh, representatives have signed on to this bill. So I strongly suggest that you look, um, on this, I'm going to drop the link in the chat and see if any of your, representatives are a co-sponsor of this bill because um, if they are, you need to hold them accountable. You need to really rattle their cage. And um, it's just, you know, unbelievable that so many people would think so little about the rights that they swore an oath of office to uphold and protect. And uh, that's, that's the part that really irks me is the fact that all of these politicians raise their hand, and obviously they want to change the way they swear their oath of office. They don't want to swear, and they don't want, so help me God. They don't want to be held accountable to God. Um, they just want to say under the pains and penalty of perjury, which we all know has zero pains and zero penalties because politicians lie their 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 hearts out uh, like Michael Day did. Uh, and by the way, Charlie Cook, wrote a great article um, that I recommend everybody read uh, about that, how um, he was basically lied his face off about this. But um, so I'm going to actually look for, I've written Michael Day's office twice and I have not heard back in either case. Surprise, surprise. However, one of the listeners to the show has written back and written and gotten a response. Um, so I already read what I wrote to him before, and I will write my second. Uh, I'll read to you my second uh, written response to him, which I copied my state rep on, and he responded to me and said, "Don't worry, brother, I'm on your side. Hallelujah, we got one, but uh, we need more than one, and it's 135 to 25 right now." So it's it's kind of scary, but all right, let's uh, 
Jeez, that's the end of the first segment. I talked my face off. But good news for you guys is we haven't been able to get a hold of our guest for the second hour. So we're going to do another hour of this. We'll take your calls and I'll, I'll dive deeper into the chat. Um, and I'll read this on the, on the other side. So thanks for tuning in. Remember, the show ends here, the first hour, but it goes on for another hour. So tune in at rapidfireradio.us or call or text the Rapid Fire line 508-444-2120. And we'll be back after this. I'm Toby Leary. May your tag of a lifetime finally come through. May the snow pile up and the elk come down. May your socks always stay dry. May the herd bull finally break from the herd. And may your aim always stay true. Welcome to the next level. Welcome to the Vortex. Once you're involved in something like this, the stress level... It can tear up a family. He said he was tried in the court of public opinion before he ever stepped foot in a courtroom, but surveillance video helped shed light on what actually happened. 50-year-old Ford employee Billy Cohort was charged with attempted murder for shooting his gun in the United Auto Workers 551 parking lot in June 2016. To have everything you work for taken away. Cohort was suspended and then terminated from his job with Ford, where he had worked for nearly two decades. To have somebody have your back and have a company that have your back, and then they put me in touch with a great attorney. That was the best feeling. Go to uscca.com to learn more about protecting yourself and your family. Alexander Hamilton said, those who stand for nothing will fall for anything. This is Toby from Cape Gunworks. When our founding fathers drafted the Second Amendment, there was no question of its meaning. Today, if you have questions, come to Cape Gunworks for some advice, training, or to send a few rounds downrange. We have a fully stocked pro shop with a huge selection of guns, crossbows, archery, classes, rentals, a 15-lane range, and a friendly staff. Come on down to Cape Gunworks Airport Road Hyannis or capegunworks.com. For quite a long time, duck hunters have been shooting steel, but in the past few years, you've really seen a resurgence of a material called bismuth. And what bismuth is, it's got a density a lot closer to lead than steel, where, where steel's density is right around 7.8 or so, and lead's right around 11 grams per cc. Bismuth comes in about 9.6. So just to kind of lay it out for you, if you've got two objects flying at the same speed, the one that is denser at the same speed is going to hit a lot harder. So a great example is like how we're hunting today. We're out, we're out here on the, we're literally hunting a bay on the ocean. Fantastic spot. 
but the wind's coming in pretty hard. Normally shooting the size ducks like the Eurasian Visions and Teals that we're shooting at today, I would probably choose to shoot like a, a number four steel, but because the wind's higher, I would maybe go to a number two because I'd get more energy and let the, let the steel carry further. Bismuth allows you to go one shot size smaller and still hit the bird just as hard as you would. Now what that allows you to do, we're shooting a number three shot today, so we're getting all the pellets of a number three load but we're getting all the energy of a number two steel shot. So it's gonna hit harder, it's really gonna extend your range, still meets all the lead-free requirements everywhere you are. Just a great product, and you'll definitely notice the power that you hit the birds with. Another thing with the Federal Premium Heavy Bismuth is we're shooting a flight control wad. So you can choke that with any choke you want, whether that's ported or not. Getting incredibly tight patterns. Again, more pellets on the bird, just hits them hard. Welcome to Rapid Fire, a 2A talk radio show sponsored by Vortex Optics and the USCCA. Make sure you tune in at rapidfireradio.us to join the conversation. And now you can call or text the Rapid Fire line, 508-444-2120. You can leave a message or give us a call when we're live on the air and be on the show. Um, Make sure you like and subscribe on all of our social media content. Like, subscribe, share, comment, and spread the word far and wide. It's the only way our our pages grow that we are absolutely under the uh, foot of Zuckerberg and the big tech giants, um, and our content will not be promoted or recommended and shared on reels or spaces or, uh, you know, shorts or whatever the (laughs) heck the content is. Um, so unfortunately we cannot grow organically. We can only grow, um, by people liking, subscribing, sharing, and, uh, promoting our content on their own. So we need you. Um, but we've been talking about this bill HD 4420, the gun apocalypse bill of 2023. Uh, the liar, Michael S day who has, gone on and said that his bill basically just modernizes modernizes firearms laws. It's a 140-page omnibus bill that is basically targeting you, the peaceful, responsible gun owner, and uh, has nothing in it that makes our cities and towns safer, nothing in it that points the finger at law-abiding citizens, I mean at a criminal element, only at law-abiding citizens. So um, I wrote his office and uh, I said, I, I've read this already once, but I'll, I'll do it again. Representative Day, I am deeply saddened to learn the outcome of the listening towards this bill, so-called HD 4420. This is a betrayal of good faith in dealing with the public. I'm incredibly disappointed in what I have read so far and feel that the apparent open ears of the legislature was just political posturing. It's obvious to anyone who attended these events that most people have had enough of gun control uh, and the overwhelming consensus was to prosecute criminals and stop harassing the constituents with unconstitutional threats to our freedom. I reject your bill and look forward to working vigilantly to see our rights restored to us that are protected by the Constitution and the state Constitution by opposing any and all attempts to further restriction 
by mass gun banning, oath-breaking politicians. The legislature was sworn in to protect the Constitution of the United States and the mass Constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic. I think you do realize that these laws will fail constitutional scrutiny and will only burden the state taxpayers with the costs associated with such actions. I will gladly stand with you and partner with your efforts to make our state safer by laying blame at the feet of those responsible for crime, helping our citizens heal from mental health crises, and seeing a restoration of family values that is the foundation of a healthy community. Please feel free to reach out to me with any further questions, and I hope your office will reconsider this hostility towards the responsible gun owners of Massachusetts. Then, when all I heard was, crickets. I knew it was Michael Day's office. So I figured I'd send a follow-up message. And I said, uh, Representative Day, I was asked by Patrick in your office to send over a list of guns. Because by the way, he was very surprised to hear on the phone that there would be guns I couldn't sell after this bill passes that I can sell now. So I was asked to send over a list of guns we currently can sell in mass, but will no longer be able to if this bill passes. The long and short of it is, this bill will ban any semi-automatic rifle with a detachable magazine that has a pistol grip. This is thousands of commonly owned firearms that millions of Americans enjoy the protection uh, for protection, sporting, hunting, competition, collecting, and any other legal purpose. This is effectively a ban on all semi-automatic rifles with detachable magazines. The list of guns that could uh, that could still be sold can be counted on one hand. Even guns that do not have a pistol grip, such as a Caltech SU-16 rifle, is enumerated in this ban. This is a semi-automatic rifle ban and a solution in search of a problem. I would like to point out a few things for your consideration. DCV Heller, 2008, found that the sorts of weapons protected by protected are those in common use at the time. Murdoch v. Pennsylvania, 1943, found, as stated by the Supreme Court of Illinois in a case involving the same sect and an ordinance similar to the present one, a person cannot be compelled to purchase through a license fee or a license tax the privilege freely granted by the Constitution, just like the poll tax was ruled unconstitutional. A license and a fee in order to exercise your Second Amendment rights is unconstitutional. Charging a fee, a tax, or selling a license or permit is not allowed because the Second Amendment is not a second-class right. Also, the list of handgun regulations on page 83, line 1729 through 1762, effectively bans the sale of all handguns as this technology doesn't exist. Please see the above Heller reference. The magazine serialization requirement is impossible as there are probably 20 to 100 million pre-banned mags in circulation in Massachusetts. This is also an unreasonable infringement on protected bearable arms. See what I did there? If you weren't paying attention, um, the legislature has always maintained, well, I shouldn't say the legislature, the courts have always maintained that magazines are not protected bearable arms. However, by requiring serialization of them and a license to possess them, they're treating them the same as bearable arms. And you can't have a gun work without a magazine if it's a semi-automatic. So therefore, it is obviously, to anyone who's paying attention, a 
protected bearable arm. So the fact that you want to limit those by capacity means it's unconstitutional. I'm no legal scholar, but that's pretty freaking obvious to anyone who's paying attention. I was asked to put the list of guns together on what we can sell now, which we will not be able to sell if this ban goes into effect. But the list is too large. This will effectively put all gun shops out of business if it is passed. I would like to ask you to come on my radio show, Rapid Fire, to discuss this so the citizens of Massachusetts can hear what it is you are trying to accomplish with this bill and how you feel it is congruent with the Constitution. Thank you in advance for your time. Respectfully, Toby Leary. And guess what? Crickets. Absolute crickets. Should I be uh, offended? Should I be insulted? Should I be surprised? Um, I don't think so. Now, one of our listeners to the show did get a response from him, and uh, I didn't. I didn't get a, a response, but he did, and uh, I know he got one or two of them, but I don't think he got uh, more than one response. But if I can find it, I will. I'll I'll read it to you after the break. But this brings up an interesting question. I want to read real quick what uh, Mark Smith said about uh, the Heller test about categorically banning an entire uh, category of firearms. And we'll do that after the break. But don't forget to check out Date Night every Friday and Ladies Night every other Thursday. Try one of our range experience packages. No gun license is required for any of those in order to shoot. And you only have to be 10 and up on our range, even though the government's about to tell you if you're under 15, you can't touch a gun. But we aren't doing that at Cape Gun Ranch, so come check us out. We'll be right back. This is Rapid Fire. Carrying a firearm for personal protection has never been more popular than it is today. The USCCA can help fortify your home, sharpen your awareness, and develop your defensive plan. Go to uscca.co forward slash rapid fire to sign up. Your family safety and security is your responsibility. Go to uscca.co forward slash rapid fire to sign up for a USCCA membership and get special training, legal advice, and legal protection you and your family need. Vortex offers the very best optics specifically made for shooters with rugged construction designed for extreme environments. Vortex Optics build quality ensures accurate, reliable, and repeatable performance every time you squeeze the trigger. Add fully multi-coated lenses and nitrogen purging, and you have a quality optic with an extremely reasonable price tag. That is the Vortex difference. Come into Cape Gunworks to see the full line of Vortex Optics today. Welcome back to Rapid Fire, your weekly show all things guns, freedom, Second Amendment, and self-defense. And I promise I'm going to get to the chat in a minute, but just to complete the thought about what I was saying, uh, Mark Smith from uh, Four Boxes Diner tweeted out today, uh, a mission-critical fact about smart gun-type laws. If those laws outlaw the possession, sale, purchase, manufacture of firearms, in common use, 
by Americans for lawful purposes, then those laws are unconstitutional under Heller. Such laws are just gun bans of commonly possessed firearms and thus cannot withstand the Heller in common use test. So, um, if you read this bill, uh, and I mentioned it on uh, my email that I just said, it was, uh, let me download the PDF so that I can find it quicker. It was on page 84, 1729, line 1729, if I am remembering correctly. Um, This is what it talks about. Uh, Section 129, firearms without safety devices, liability and exceptions. Any firearm, as defined in Section 121, sold within the Commonwealth without a safety device designed to prevent the discharge of such firearm by unauthorized users and approved by the Colonel of the State Police, including, but not limited to, mechanical locks or devices designed to recognize and authorize or otherwise allow the firearm to be discharged only by its owner or authorized user, by solenoid use limitation devices, key activated or combination trigger or handle locks, radio frequency tags, tags, automated fingerprint identification system, or voice recognition, provided that such device is commercially available, which none of them are, shall be defective and the sale of such a firearm shall constitute a breach of warranty under Section 2 314, Chapter 106, and an unfair or deceptive trade act or practice under Section 2 of Chapter 93A. So, what that Chapter 93A deceptive or unfair business practice means, if I sell you a Glock that doesn't have this RFID or biometric fingerprint scanner or something like that, that doesn't exist. I have fraudulent. Def- I have engaged in the business of defrauding you, and deceptively and unfairly selling you a gun with technology without the technology that doesn't exist, and it therefore means that I can be sued and held liable and responsible for up to treble damages, which. If you know how Massachusetts law works, treble damages isn't the amount of the award times three. It's the amount of the award times three plus the original award amount. So it's really four times the amount. And if a judge finds you guilty of this, they must double it, which would mean it's times three and can triple it, which means it's times four because it's Say it's a hundred grand, a hundred times three is three hundred grand, plus the original award is four hundred thousand dollars. So that's the amount that they would, and I, I promise you it won't be a paltry sum of a hundred thousand dollars if one of these lawsuits ever comes to fruition. But this is what they want to do they want to bleed the industry dry, they want to uh, bleed us and kill us by a thousand cuts. This is all by design to take away your constitutionally protected Second Amendment rights. And so um, that is against Heller. And that's why I say what they did wasn't a doubling down or tripling down or quadrupling down of the bad law that was already on the books in Massachusetts. They are going for broke. They have 
gone for the whole ball of wax, everything short of um, gun confiscation. They don't exactly say that, but they imply it. And categorically, it's handguns and semi-automatic rifles. So the only thing you'll be able to buy is bolt-action rifles, pump-action shotguns, slide-action rifles, uh, you know, single shots, and uh, any other non-semi-automatic gun. Uh, It's unbelievable. Even the, like, Rossi 410 shotgun, banned, because it's got a revolving cylinder by by uh, by name in, enumerated in this in this uh, bill. All right, I've taken up all the time so far, so let's get over to the chat. Um, Stephen says, uh, "Just sent Day a letter while I've been talking. Thank you, Steve. That's a good use of your time. You can multitask, listen to me, and write a good letter, comprehensive letter. Hopefully, I inspired a couple of people." on some of the language they could put in, by all means. Uh, and goals should be publishing a list of all the co-sponsors who are up for re-election the soonest, and they should be getting hammered the hardest. KP, we live in a state that um, all legislators have to run every two years. So everyone's up for re-election in 2024. So that means this bill, if it gets dragged out into the new year, then they are in an election year, and that would be good. I don't see it getting dragged out. Michael Day was mad that it got delayed a week by the Senate for arguing where which committee this would be put in. I've had a couple people tell me, stop sounding the alarm because, yes, you've got to make people aware, but this isn't going to happen quickly because it has to go to committee. Well, when I see language that says he's upset that it got delayed a week, by the Senate, I feel like they're trying to fast-track this. And he's upset that it's not in his committee, the House Judiciary Committee. He's mad that it's going to the Public Safety Committee with all the other gun ban bills, the other hundred or so other gun ban bills from all the usual suspects who co-sponsored this bill, uh, the Cynthia Creams, the David Paul Linskys, the um, James O'Day, uh, all the all the usual suspects of of this bill. So uh, look at it. I mean, Cynthia Cream is in the Senate, of course, but um, even still, she's got her own bills that are going to go, and, and uh, she she likes what she sees in this. I think she's a little mad that she didn't come up with it, but uh, if you you know read the back and forth on it, um, there there's a little tension between the two, between the Senate and the House, but they're both fully committed to running roughshod over your over your rights. So don't think this gives you any glimmer of hope. And I'm not going to back off the fact that I think it is trying to be fast-tracked. Even though I've been told by other representatives that it's not going to happen quick, I've been told by an insider, a lobbyist, that says, hey, look, this will probably get taken up in the fall, and it'll probably be voted on next year. I'm like, okay, uh, but (laughs) I'm not going to hedge my bet on that. I don't think so. So LARP is saying, okay, he'll get off his butt and write some emails at least. Good. Thank you. Um, I've been hearing back from some reps that said it's working. That's all you need to know. It's working. These guys are up for re-election in 2024. And if you're going to actively campaign against them for taking away your rights, 
What is interesting, and we're going to try and get the somebody who knows what the heck they're talking about when it comes to this, but I've mentioned, and I even stated in that letter, about the fact that they are legislators and our officials have taken an oath of office. And I know they want to change it to an affirmation of under the penalties and pains of perjury. Um, but they have taken an oath of office. And so each one of these public officials have a bond. Um, so a public official is a person who holds a position of an official authority that is conferred by a state, city, county, or other municipality, and they often hold a legislative, administrative, or judicial position of sorts and is either an elected or appointed uh, position. And relative to surety bonds, notary republics are the most common public official. A public official bond, which provides indemnity for failure of a public official to faithfully perform their duties while properly managing funds they might oversee for the term of their designation. So I think this is an angle worth exploring. If a public official has a surety bond that can be capitalized on if they fail to uphold or perform their duties or manage the funds in the upholding of those duties, then we can make a claim against those surety bonds. Wouldn't that be a great way to fund any legislative or any uh, judicial fight against unlawful and unconstitutional laws um, to use their money to fund this fight by being able to capitalize on uh, the, the surety bond. So there's a site out there called bondsforthewind.com, and they say it only takes 10 people to get together and all make a claim against the surety bond. And uh, it uh, apparently is an effective way to get their attention. If And like, for instance... As a contractor, if you have liability insurance and one of your employees backs his truck over somebody's lamppost, they can make a claim against your liability policy. That gets the contractor's attention. They might say, why didn't you just come to me? I would have paid for the new lamppost. Nope, they made it a claim on the insurance policy. Well, guess what? Next year when he goes to get insurance, it's going to cost him more because there was a loss. Same thing with these surety bonds. So uh, even though it seems... Uh, sometimes the fight is impossible in the courts because we got to raise money and do everything and it's a long this might be a good way to get their attention by saying we're going to make a claim against your personal uh, surety bond so uh, something to look into I don't know if anyone else has any information on that Uh, but more on that when we get back don't forget 508-444-2120 and we'll be right back I'm Toby Leary hard to leave shots like these to chance. Now you never have to compromise performance again. Federal Premium Heavy Bismuth hits ducks and upland birds with 9.6 gram per cubic centimeter pellets sourced from Heavy Shot. 22% denser than steel. More energy downrange. Launched by the Flight Control Flex Wad, Heavy Bismuth patterns consistently and is safe in all shotguns. Loaded in the USA by Federal Ammunition. Welcome back. 
I'm Toby Leary. You're listening to Rapid Fire, 508-444-2120 is the number if you want to be on the show. Give us a call. What is the most shocking part of the proposed HD4420 mass gun ban? You can vote in our poll. Go over to rapidfireradio.us or Twitter, rapidfireradio, all one word. Obviously, the whole thing is shocking that they think they can do this, but... uh, Banning most semi-autos, carry on private property only, under 15 years old, cannot shoot, or extensive training requirement. The extensive training requirement is up to 25%, and the rest of you believe that banning most semi-autos is the most shocking part of the proposed HD 4420. So uh, go vote in our poll and uh, make your voice heard. We would appreciate it. Uh, And today, the discount code is HD4420 to kind of reiterate what it is we're trying to do is get you to take some action. And uh, don't forget to vote in our giveaway contest. We're going to be giving away Operator Lincoln t-shirt. So go to rapidfireradio.us and uh, register to win. Um, And the winner of last week's giveaway was, what was his name? It was, oh, Lawrence, Lawrence B. Uh, he's my uh, he's my connection here for the, the beverage of choice, so I appreciate it. Um, all right, so uh, getting back to this surety bond, I don't know if this is a dead end or what, but uh, somebody gave me some information about bondsforthewind.com, which is a pretty comprehensive website, and they are basically saying that... Um, this was a good way to come at uh, elected officials for the whole vaccine mandates and mask mandates and lockdown and business closures and uh, distri- discrimination from businesses if we're not vaccinated or forced ma- mask mandates in public schools. That's the first place I actually heard of this, um, but um, I had never heard of it in regards to the uh, firearms law, but it, it's it's really you know, it makes sense. And I've always said, and I even asked a lawyer once, like there's certain laws on the books that if a elected official violates your constitutional rights, they can help be held personally and severably liable. Uh, they lose their immunity, their qualified immunity, if they violate your civil or constitutional rights. So that has been case law in this country. And so I don't understand why we can't, as citizens of Massachusetts or in the Commonwealth of Massachusetts, can't come at our elected officials and sue them personally for violating our constitutionally protected rights under Heller and Bruin. Uh, you know, it, it certainly makes sense. When I tell this to lawyers, they tend to say, well, no, that's a hard road, you know, road to hoe. But uh, so what? <laughs> let's hit them from every angle possible. That's the way I see it. Hit them on that angle for losing their qualified immunity. Hit them on this surety bond violation. Obviously, uh, sue the state for uh, constitutional infringement. Um, you know. So anyway, uh, it says that 
When you prepare the letter of intent, you must include a list of violations as well as a list of expectations in order to resolve your situation. There's no minimum or maximum number of violations that you can list in your letter. And for your reference, we have pulled a list of state, federal, and international violations that are relevant to the current situation. Feel free to select. So there's a guide book that's as on this website. Um, so I don't know. Maybe I'll start looking into some of the uh, stuff around this and see if there's actually any teeth to it or legs to it that could really hold people like Michael Day and uh Paul Linsky and Christopher Hendricks and Jennifer Armini and Mindy Dom and Tram Wean and Adrian Ramos and Rodney Elliott and Patricia Duffy and David Rogers and Kenneth Gordon and James DeRosa, Arena DeRosa and Tricia Farley Bouvert and Rita Mendez, Natalie Higgins, Jack Lewis, David Henry Argoski Lebouf. Boy, that sounds like a law firm. Daniel Cahill, Christine Barber, Carlos Gonzalez, Stephen Altrino, John Moran, Don Shand, Carmine Gentile, John Mahoney, Michelle uh, Ciccolo, James O'Day, and Tommy Vitolo. Those are all the co-sponsors of this bill. Mostly Norfolk... Middlesex, Berkshire, and Essex counties, but there are some also. There's Plymouth, there's uh, Worcester, and Suffolk as well, um, Bristol. So, yeah, it is a uh, quite a quite a uh, omnibus or quite a boat anchor, if you ask me. So. Let's get back to the chat here. Uh, it's only hopeless when you stop fighting. Don't ever stop. Amen to that. Everyone should just keep barraging all of them with letters, calls. I would say letters, calls, emails, and maybe even their uh, social media. Start trolling their social media, their Twitters, their Instagrams. Their um, I actually did that the other day. I posted on our Instagram page a sign from a guy holding this sign that said, I remember seeing a movie about when only military and police owned guns. It was called Schindler's List. And I tagged Michael Day's office in that post on Instagram. So you can do that too. That's kind of a really grassroots type of social uh, experiment and what you could do. It probably puts you on some sort of watch list, but there you go. (laughs) Uh, I think it's appropriate in this day and age to do that. Um, let's see. Oh, and by the way, earlier on the preamble to the show, I talked about, um, the, uh, the, what do you call it? Um, the room that Michael Day has, uh, reserved for the, uh, his hearings. And it was the Gardner Auditorium, which is the state house's largest hearing room. And, uh, he reserved it on behalf of the Judiciary Committee for June 29th and 30th, and then for July 13th and 14th. So um, no Judiciary Committee hearing was publicly advertised for any of those dates as of Monday. So they, he's hoping to make a big splash and impact and, and uh, put on this great theater, but, but 
the Senate had to go and screw everything up by not agreeing with him that it should be in the Judiciary Committee. So um, keep an, a watchful. We'll keep a watchful eye out on that as well. So um, let's see. Uh, exactly, we are very close to California level gun laws. I think we, with this bill, it far exceeds any other state's laws, including California. Um, a gun ban as soon as any luck touches fingers with banning guns has to be supported by the text of the Second Amendment. That's what SCOTUS ruled. I agree. Um, there's nothing that is lawful about this. Uh, Skilled says, they didn't do everything, Toby, unless I didn't see it. They didn't try to ban ammo. No, but they're putting tear gas into ammunition category. So now tear gas will be considered ammo. Now, what does that do to the pepper spray that has tear gas in it? What does that do to the pepper ball guns that have tear gas in it? Does that now all of a sudden make them banned or... Are they just saying it's ammunition and now you need to possess a license to carry in order to buy it? I don't I don't know. Again, more questions than answers. And Michael Day is off is saying that this oh all you gotta do is read the bill. It clears everything up. <laughs> um the laws have become so out of pocket, what's the point of plugging the holes in this sinking ship? I agree, and that's what I'm actually hoping to accomplish by all of this, LARP, is that by mass non-compliance. You know, I can continue to be the idiot on the hill dancing, but until everybody joins me and we start a movement, I'll just be the idiot on the hill dancing. And there'll be a lot of people going, man, that guy paid a hefty price. Oh, by the way, here's my gun. Uh, Don't arrest me. Is that what the world we want to live in? Where we've gone through 250-odd years of uh, this this trial of something we call the United States of America, which is unarguably the greatest country ever in the history of mankind. And uh, self-government, which is a a very uh, interesting experiment when our founders said, we the people give power to the government, not the other way around. And all of a sudden, this, somewhere along the line, the, the light switch got flipped. And now government is telling us what we can and can't have, what we can and can't do? I don't think so. I don't think so. That's not the way this works. That's not the way any of this works. So uh, we have to get back to representative constitutional form of government because these career politicians are sinking the ship quicker than any of us could possibly do (laughs) so anyway check out private archery lessons they're back on the calendar so go there to capegunworks.com and click on the class calendar to book one today with dylan he's ready to help you get tuned up for the fall archery season or have the kids get a new quiet backyard hobby I'm Toby Leary. This is Rapid Fire. We will be right back. The firearm for personal protection has never been more popular than it is today. 
The USCCA can help fortify your home, sharpen your awareness, and develop your defensive plan. Go to uscca.co forward slash rapid fire to sign up. Your family's safety and security is your responsibility. Go to uscca.co forward slash rapid fire to sign up for a USCCA membership and get special training, legal advice, and legal protection you and your family need. Vortex offers the very best optics specifically made for shooters with rugged construction designed for extreme environments. Vortex Optics build quality ensures accurate, reliable, and repeatable performance every time you squeeze the trigger. Add fully multi-coated lenses and nitrogen purging, and you have a quality optic with an extremely reasonable price tag. That is the Vortex difference. Come into Cape Gunworks to see the full line of Vortex Optics today. Everybody, Toby from Rapid Fire Radio here, and I'm glad to tell you it's time for the Rapid Fire Gun of the Week. And you can see from this aged to perfection Polytech box that there's something really special in here. And we have one of the legend underfolders with all the goodies. We got the uh, owner's manual, the original uh, warning labels. Uh, still in the original wrapper. We got the bayonet. Uh, got the three magazines, the flat bag uh, Polytech mags with it. The oil can, the sling, and you get a little bonus on this because you got the original sling that came with it in the box, the oil can, cleaning kit, and you got the same Comblock sling already installed on it because the guy who owned this just wanted to do that. So. You get that. So this is the Legend Underfolder AK-47S, unfired, and just absolutely gorgeous in all its glory. Uh, so this is the top of the food chain, the pinnacle of all the AKs. And as an added bonus, because it's a true pre-band, you can own this even if Gunpocalypse 2023 passes. So if you want a gun that you won't have to turn in or worry about them stacking up at your door if you buy, this is the gun right here. And for a very limited time, it's our rapid fire gun of the week. So if you use discount code GOW on the website, you'll get a very special savings on this gun, which is really rare on such a cool gun. So anyway, I just wanted to bring the, your attention to this gun. Super cool in all its glory and its pre-band configuration. And it is a legend, a Polytech legend to be exact. So thanks for tuning in and we'll see you on rapid fire. So check it out. Um, go to rapidfireradio.us and click on Gun of the Week button in the banner to get the Gun of the Week. And uh, I see a lot of you are really impressed by that. Uh, G-Webs has dibs on it if it doesn't sell. So uh, for all of you looking for a freebie, you got to get behind G-Webs. Um, and uh, so anyway, uh, it is a beautiful gun, by the way. It is in minty shape it's unfired and i just listened to myself talk on about that and realized i said com block sling but it's actually the chicom sling it's not the com block one so it's you know very similar but uh it is an accurate sling that was the same sling that's in the box let's put it that way that's the easy way of saying it so um anyway uh getting back to the chat uh the price of that gun you have to go to 
Cape Gunworks or go to rapidfireradio.us and click on Gun of the Week. Scroll down. As you can probably imagine, it's not for the faint of heart, but you will get a special discount if you do buy it this week. Um, And Crank says, don't move, stay and fight for what is right. And KP says, you can't just move and let them win because no matter where you are, they'll come into bigger numbers than they are now. I think that's the most appropriate thing to say because um, think about when the colonists came uh, or the colonists were here and the Redcoats marched up the road with their muskets and in formation to come take the powder and the shot and the muskets from the colonists. They could have just said, hey, all we got to do is just move, right? We could go to Canada, we'd start our own country there. We could go to out west. Uh, we could just move and let them have this area and we'll just move from outside the reign of the king. And basically they could have done that, right? But then we wouldn't have had the greatest country on earth. The other thing is just because it's happening here in Massachusetts does not mean it's not going to happen somewhere else. Look at what's going on in this country right now. There are gun control bills everywhere. Maine, which is a constitutional carry state, just narrowly defeated. It actually passed in the House by one vote and got defeated in the Senate, a universal background check bill in Maine, which is constitutional carry. So they were trying to make it so that you couldn't sell a gun privately. You'd have to go to the local gun dealer and pay a fee and do a background check to sell a gun to your son or your friend or your neighbor or your you know, local member at the gun club or uh, you know, uncle or aunt. So that's not the option just to move because guess what? Eventually it's going to come to you. The roosters are never going to be satisfied. They're always going to come home to roost wherever you are. If freedom's happening somewhere, guess what? It's coming. They're coming to take it away. So let me know what you think. Call or text 508-444-2120. I'm Toby Leary. This is Rapid Fire. We'll be right back. Defense Network. For years, we've been the internet's leading destination for high-quality information on equipment, training, and your preparation for personal or home defense. Our videos are meant for those who are serious about enhancing their ability to use efficient techniques to survive a dynamic critical incident. But now we've stepped things up even higher. We've added hours of high-quality training videos just for our premium members. This content takes the body of work that is the Personal Defense Network up to an even higher level. Our goal with the Personal Defense Network is simple. Provide you with the highest quality video learning tips that are available. You'll find them inside of the premium membership. All you have to do is choose how to get started, and I'll see you on the inside. Welcome back to Rapid Fire, your weekly show all things guns, freedom, Second Amendment, and self-defense. And your knowledge of the law are you, is your responsibility. That's why you need to join the USCCA and get special training, legal advice, and legal protection. Go to uscca.com forward slash remote and use code word WORKS. That's uscca.com forward slash remote and use code WORKS to sign up 
the USCCA today. Um, which is funny because your knowledge of the law is your responsibility, but good luck learning the laws in this state. <laughs> so that's why you need legal protection. Uh, there's some interesting discussion about uh, should we stay or should we go? Should we pick up our uh, guns and leave the state, which will give you a mental health break and let it be someone else's problem, you know, down the road, whatever. I get it. Um it all depends, you know, I, I understand. And Amanda says, it's not just gun laws that makes this state feel un- uninhabitable. Ask the Cali residents that stayed to fight how that's going. I totally get it, you know, and uh, I don't think it's as bad as California yet, but it's certainly going to get that way. Um, we just had a massive influx of undocumented immigrants that have just landed in all but 10 towns, which is really funny. Uh Unless you're in a high net worth area, um, you're going to be dealing with the implications of uh, supporting and funding and feeding massive influx of illegal aliens that skipped to the head of the line just because they didn't want to do things the right way. And they went right through the, the border and, and ended up, you know, saying, I'm here, feed me, give me a phone. Tell me when to appear. Put me up in housing. Oh, by the way, give me some medical treatment and, uh, you know, fast track me on a way to to <laughs> uh, citizenship because that's really what they're here for. But uh, LARP is saying, I think this is important to ask. I'm in my early 30s. Does getting after our politicians help? I feel like there's a sense that things are hopeless. Uh, I do believe it helps. Um, honestly, uh you know, the way the world works, it's all done in back room, back rooms, and it's not debated on the House floor anymore. It is done by in committees, and it's done in backdoor deals and closed door deals. Um, so I am looking into hiring a lobbyist that would help on Capitol Hill. I know Mass uh, uh, Gun Owners Action League has Jim Wallace and Mike Harris, which are both registered lobbyists in the state of Mass, and they're there doing the Lord's work as far as gun bills are concerned. Um, so I'm looking to add to that by saying at least there needs to be a trade association in Massachusetts that can pool its resources and uh, you know oppose any and all gun legislation that comes down the pipeline. Um, fortunately, uh, I was able to get a call together on Monday where there was 71 out of the 600 and something gun dealers in this state. And, uh, you know, I got a lot of thumbs up and affirmative uh, responses, I think. So even if we could get a consortium or a trade association formed with 20 gun dealers, um, that's a start. So that's something we're really going to work towards and hire a lobbyist to, to get in there ears of the of the legislators on Capitol Hill, especially as it relates to our Second Amendment. There's also a ton of people who are, um, you know, not Republicans. They're liberal gun owners in Massachusetts that still believe in the right to keep and bear arms. And they're, they have to be appalled at what they see. And there's also a ton of people who don't own guns, but yet believe in the right to keep and bear arms. I know because I get calls all the time or I get emails from people who say, hey, uh, I don't own a gun, 
but I think your show is fascinating. I listen and I really like what you have to say and I agree with it. I believe you should have the right to keep and bear arms. I should have the right to keep and bear arms. I don't, I choose not to buy one or own one, but that's still them supporting that right. So their rights are as much being infringed upon as your rights, who does own a gun. So um, they're, you know, probably even a better advocate for um, calling politicians because they don't have a dog in the fight, so to speak. They don't have anything to lose. They're not going to have anything confiscated, but yet their rights are still going to be lost and their choices are going to be limited if they decide they want to protect themselves with, with arms. Once they're in office, the only thing they want to do is stay there for life. They will go in any direction that the wind blows. You just have to blow harder than the opposition. Yeah, you're, you're right. There's a lot of people that are career politicians. They dig in like ticks. Very self-serving. They're getting rich off the system. They're corrupt. They're um, not everybody, but a lot of them are corrupt and a lot of them are double-dealing, unfaithful, unconstitutional, oath-breaking, soulless creatures. And that's who I have a problem with. Um, and anyone who thinks that addressing a problem with crime to the law-abiding, responsible population is willfully ignorant. They're dumb on purpose. They're not truly thinking this is going to make a difference. They're truly thinking, we need, I don't like guns and I want to make sure no one else can have them. So we need to blame them for the problems that aren't theirs and therefore we can continue the narrative. Because we need the narrative so they're not even against crime. They're not even against violence. They're for it because they don't want to do anything to prevent it. They don't want to do anything to change it. They really just want to make it so they have that narrative as a talking point and they can continually beat you over the head with it until you comply. It's the way it is. Um, everyone should just keep barraging all of them with letters, calls, and I would say emails and social media. Um, so, and KP, you're, you're hitting on what I was just talking about when you were involved in a labor dispute a few years back. We had a public relations firm from Boston that was spearheading it. Yeah, I have been in contact with one, and uh, so that's good. Um, we're going to see how that goes. Uh, they had master lists of schedules and appearances as much as possible that any of them would be making, particularly Governor Baker and had their addresses, phone numbers, and districts that they were from and all the social media account links. That's good. Maybe they will be able to provide all that. I know they can open the door and sit me down in an office with someone, but that's even better if we can distribute lists like that. Um, yeah, it's going to be tough. It's going to take a lot of organization and a lot of people willing to help and a lot of heavy lifting. And uh, honestly, that's not my strong suit. Uh, so I'm, I'm definitely going to be looking for some administrative help on all this. Uh, so that's the way it works. Eric S. says, I really liked your show this week on 4420. I really like that you were able to cite uh, sections and how it was effective to gun owners. Uh, to steal one of your phrases, the two-tier justice system really bothered me. If a firearm is unsafe for a citizen, why is the same firearm safe for police, public safety? 
I started listening to you on the Grace Curley show and now listen on rapid fire when I'm cutting my lawn. I just wanted to say thank you for being a voice of reason in the chaotic debate for our rights. Uh, well, thank you, Eric. Uh, I really appreciate that. And um, this is a perfect example of a two-tiered justice system. There's still some carve-outs to which uh, law enforcement would be exempt, like the whole biometric smart gun technology. If you're so enamored by that, give it to our public officers first to prove before you require it from your citizens. Lead from the front. Lead from example. Say, from now on in the state of Massachusetts, all our law enforcement officials will be using smart guns. They will never do this. Why? Because it would get a lot of officers killed. They would never do it and require of them what they're going to require of us. That's called a two-tiered justice system. Right now, there's plenty of carve-outs where the... uh, Police are not subject to the assault weapons ban. They're not subject to the high-capacity magazine ban. They're also not subject to the attorney general's regulations. So they can have unsafe guns like Glocks. Go figure. Uh, Glocks were considered to be unsafe by the state of Massachusetts. So therefore, you, the member of the peasantry, cannot own them. But if you're a member of law enforcement, you can even though uh, I think that most of the people that have been through our training curriculum here at Cape Gunworks are better trained than most police officers. So you're not going to, and you can read hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of examples of police officers that have shot themselves with their duty weapons, accidental discharges. There's a video that came out today of a, a school, I think, that was swatted in the state of Massachusetts it was a fraudulent call that there was an ongoing shooting or whatever. And one of the police officers discharged his firearm in that, in that uh, response to the shooting, to, the, to that, uh, that swatting, if you will. Um, so anyway, what I'm trying to say is what's interesting about this Bill 4420 is it only leaves some protections in there for police when they're on the job in, in their official capacity as a police officer. Now, the end around all this is police officers are going to say that they're always on the job. So, therefore, they can have high-cap mags and guns that aren't on the list and guns that aren't approved by the state of Massachusetts. So, um, But it does specifically say that it has to be for their official capacity as a police officer. So, the good old days are going away for some of the police officers in this state if this bill passes. There will not be a law enforcement exemption for most of the uh, things proposed, but things like smart gun technology, they won't have to use smart guns on the job in their official capacity as police officers. Go figure. Euro says, I wrote both my state rep, William Strauss, and the Honorable Mark Pacheco, nothing back at all. Crickets here too. Um, yeah, that's why I think you got to write, email, and call and troll their social media. Um, so let's see how that goes. Uh, thanks for being the voice of reason, Toby. The more truth you speak, however, the more likely are you to receive an unscheduled visit from your friendly ATF agents. I understand that. Um, at this point, uh, I'm sure I got a target on my back. <laughs> let's put it that way. Uh, that's the way it goes. And, you know, unfortunately, this should not be up for debate. 
It is the Constitution of the United States and the amendments. The Bill of Rights is what we're talking about. I shouldn't have a target painted on my back for standing up for the Bill of Rights. It should be applauded on both sides of the aisle. Both sides of the aisle should say, you know what, enough is enough. This is a right endowed by our creator. They're unalienable. You cannot attach a lien or any conditions on them. They are rights and they are not given to to us by man. They are given to us by God. And they are a one direction from God to man, not from government to man. That's why they don't want to swear to uphold the oath of office to God. Anyway, thank you for tuning in. And remember, this show is ending here, but you can always tune in at rapidfireradio.us or call or text the Rapid Fire line 508-444-2120. Keep up the good fight, support your local community, and be an advocate for responsible gun ownership. Together as Americans, we can overcome. I'm Toby Leary. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you next week on Rapid Fire. Rapid Fire.